Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Rennan. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the show, let me know. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, I got gear available. I got hoodies, hats, beanies, and t-shirts. Links can be found in the show notes. Okay, so before I start this episode, I want to have a uh, coronavirus update because, well, it's, it's the main thing going on right now. So as of April 7th, 2020, we now have shelter in place and social distancing orders until May 4th, 2020. This means that all non-essential businesses, whatever that means, right? Who decides what's essential and what's not? Anyway, so this means that all non-essential businesses will be closed for at least six weeks, which is fucking crazy. Also, in Washington State, schools have now been canceled for the rest of the year. And it is now recommended that everyone wear masks when going out in public. So it's safe to say that shit is definitely getting weird. Despite all this craziness, I want to challenge you to come out of shelter in place better than you went in. I know this challenge sounds cheesy or cliche, but here's the reality. What other choice do you have? Honestly, it's a real question. What other choice do you have? We can't control what's going on, but we can control how we react to what is going on. And what we have in front of us is just another situation. It's just another obstacle. Sure, it's a big obstacle, but like all obstacles, it can be overcome. See, when presented with a challenge like we have now, you really only have a couple of options. You can use this situation as an opportunity to learn, to grow, and to become better. Or you can submit to the challenge and take a step or two backwards. Again, what other choices do you have? The best part of this is you get to decide what better means. Maybe you can use this situation to eat a little better, to read more books, form deeper connections with your family, to get more exercise, to plant a garden, or finish projects around the house. You decide what is better and then make it happen. It's the only way to approach this situation. But just like many other obstacles you've overcome in the past, you know the journey will not be easy. So to help motivate you, I'm going to give you some words of encouragement from Epictetus. What do you think would have become of Hercules if there had been no lion, hydra, stag, or boar, and no savage criminals to rid the world of? What would he have done in the absence of such challenges? Obviously, he would have just rolled over in bed and gone back to sleep. He never would have developed into the mighty Hercules. Okay, so that's the coronavirus update. So now let's start the episode. This episode is called Doors of Perception, Unplugging from the Matrix. In the book Doors of Perception, Aldous Huxley discusses the idea that our brain acts just like a reducing valve. Our brain takes in information, but before we become consciously aware of this information, our brains begin to reduce that information down. In other words, when it comes to the world around us, we don't see the whole story. What we perceive is just a tiny fraction of the big picture. One of the main reasons our brains reduce the amount of information we take in is so that we can manage day-to-day functions. The idea is that if we were aware of everything going on around us, we would become so overwhelmed with stimulus that we would be unable to function. 
In addition, our brains also reduce the amount of information as a survival mechanism. If we are presented with a threat, our brains reduce all operations down to just the bare minimum amount of functions, thus giving us only a few choices, flight, fight, or freeze. So it seems that a major function of our brain is to act as a filter between the real world and our conscious mind, which means that our brains provide us with just the data we need to function and survive while removing all the rest of the information. This fact that our brains filter information is no secret to the architects of our programming. Our governments, societies, and religions have used this knowledge to control our thoughts for many years. They have used fear, suppression, distraction, and selective information to reduce our world perspective. This in turn reduces our ability to think critically and creatively, which then suppresses our ability to express our true nature. It's straight out of the 1984 playbook. Whoever controls your thoughts controls your actions. And when you have a society that is run run by a ruling class, which we do, they, being the ruling class, don't want the common folk asking questions. So by controlling our thoughts, by controlling the information we receive, they have put us in a prison for your mind, as Morpheus says, one which we can't see, taste, or touch. The only way to break free from this cage is to expand our mind. There are many ways to do this, such as reading books, watching documentaries, travel, and open-minded conversations with people who share different views and beliefs. Hell, if you really want an easy way to expand your mind, just start asking questions. Strive to become curious again. Become like a kid again. One of the beautiful things about a child's mind is their genuine wonderment of the world. Apparently, my grandpa used to call me the how come kid because I was always asking, how come? So books, documentaries, travel, questions, and conversations will definitely expand your mind. But one of the best and ironically also the most controversial ways is through the use of psychedelics. As discussed in The Doors of Perception, psychedelics open your brain's reducing valve, which then lets a lot more of the world in. Your perception expands, and as a result, the way in which you view the world starts to change. This is the truth about psychedelics and the main reason they are deemed illegal. As the late, great Terrence McKenna said, psychedelics are illegal not because a loving government is concerned that you you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open you up to the possibility, possibility that everything you know is wrong. He also said, part of what psychedelics do is they decondition you from cultural values. This is what makes it such a political hot potato. Since all culture is a kind of con game, The most dangerous candy you can hand out is one which causes people to start questioning the rules of the game. So to be clear, I'm not recommending anyone take psychedelics. I'm just pointing out that they can be a tool if used correctly. If you are interested, please do your research. Anyway, as your worldview gets larger, you start to realize there is more to the official story, that the truth is much more complicated. Once you realize that you are not being told the whole story, the whole truth, or that key details are purposely being left out, you will then begin to question everything. Everything from 
football and TV in the form of distractions and mind programming to the acceptance of alcohol to the types of music being promoted. And of course, you start to question governments, traditions and customs and anything and everything. This is both a good place and a dangerous place to be. But once you reach this point, you have essentially unplugged from the matrix because you realize that our world, our society is just a product of rules, laws, ideas, and constraints put in place by other humans. And it doesn't have to be this way. There are nearly an infinite amount of ways to run a society. So let me give you an example. About four years ago, I had the privilege of attending Seafair with some friends. These friends had a boat and purchased a spot on the log boom, which is essentially the VIP section. So Seafair is basically a three-day party that takes place on Lake Washington in Seattle. People hang on on boats and drink while there are speedboat races taking place along with an air show. The main attraction is the Blue Angels. On this particular day, I was the only one on the boat not drinking. Instead, I was smoking, let's call it, heroic doses of cannabis. So while everybody on the boat was drunk, I was high. Now, if you don't know, alcohol and cannabis are two completely different substances. Alcohol is classified as a depressant, which slows your brain function down, whereas cannabis is classified as a hallucinogen, which alters your perception of reality by changing the way the nerve cells in your brain communicate with each other. In other words, alcohol tightens your brain's reducer reducer valve down, dumbing you down, whereas cannabis expands that reducer valve, opening you up to greater possibilities. Even though... Cannabis is now legal in most states. It is still not socially accepted like alcohol. Our society loves alcohol, whereas cannabis is still illegal on a federal level. Have you ever noticed that you can casually talk with your coworkers about getting shit-faced on a Saturday night and they will just laugh? However, if you told them you got high, there's a good chance that some of them would, would look at you much differently. They might even pity you. Again, The main reason alcohol is not only accepted, but that it is also highly encouraged in our society is because it suppresses your reality. It closes your mind. And the more closed-minded you become, the less you begin to question your reality. You just accept it. So anyway, back to Seafair. Because I was high while everyone else was drunk, we were in completely different mind states. We were basically in different realms of existence. So instead of engaging in the usual drunk antics, I found myself watching the air show. This air show was crazy because it was a military air show and it felt much more like a display of power opposed to just entertainment. Like I mentioned earlier, the Blue Angels were the main event and trust me, everyone loves the Blue Angels. But what I found most fascinating was not the Blue Angels, but the F-22 Raptor. The F-22 Raptor is, is one of the most advanced aircraft on the planet. Just one cost $150 million. These jets have stealth capability and the ability to hover. So I would see this machine flying in, stop on a dime in the middle of the lake, and begin hovering around and then blast off again. It did this several times. This jet is basically an alien spacecraft. So as I was watching this machine perform amazing maneuvers, I realized that it is one of the most impressive feats of human engineering ever created, and its sole purpose is to kill people more efficiently. 
Remember, just one of these planes cost $150 million, and the U.S. military has 200 of these bad boys. I then started to wonder, what if all that knowledge, technology, human effort, ingenuity, and brain power, what if all that energy was directed somewhere else? What if instead of building an advanced weapon, that energy was directed towards schools or alternative forms of energy or healthcare? How different would our society be? I can guarantee you that not a single person on the boat had these thoughts. Hell, they were barely conscious. They were too busy dancing and yelling to be aware of anything going on around them. It's not because they were bad people. It's because that's what alcohol does. It narrows your focus to instant gratification mode. It becomes all about pleasure and fun. And I'm not necessarily putting down the other people I was with, and I'm not necessarily saying alcohol is bad. I'm just pointing out how different substances can have vastly different effects on your consciousness, and that some substances can help open your brain's reducing valve, and some can close it down even tighter. So this seafare experience showed me that we live in a society that glorifies war, that the brightest minds and the development of technology is driven not by the betterment of humanity, but it's destruction. And my guess is that if more people saw what was really going on, things might be a lot different. And once you start noticing that things could be different or that we are often told false truths, life suddenly becomes a lot weirder. And again, that's a good thing because it means you are breaking free of your original programming and that you are beginning to unplug from the matrix. But like I mentioned earlier, unplugging can also be dangerous. You can't let your reality slip too far. You can't spiral out of control. You need to stay grounded and slowly re-explore your surroundings with new eyes. In the movie The Matrix, people unplug from the system, but they still need to plug back in in order to get things done. Because inside The Matrix is where all the action takes place. However, when they when they do plug back in they are they are able to operate with new insight new awareness and new abilities well the same thing is true for us we still need to interact with society we still need to partake in certain aspects of the system in order to survive but just like the movie once you unplug you can interact with new knowledge with a new sense of purpose and with open eyes which reminds me of one of my favorite scenes from the matrix See, once Neo was unplugged from the Matrix, he looks around and asks, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus said, because you've never used them before. So if you're serious about wanting to unplug, you must begin to do the things that open your mind and you must become aware of the things that close your mind. The path to unplugging is different for everyone and there are many ways to reach the destination. So once you unplug, come find me. See you on the other side.